make you so special? Why did he bless you? Think about it. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Got a smile when I say that shit. I woke up this morning. We are live. We are live with Acacia. Boar boom. Yeah, there cool. you go. <laughs> so we, we actually just did a first run of this, and I forgot to hit record on the camera, and I mispronounced your uh, last name, so I apologize. Yes, no, you're good. You got it that time. Well, we uh, well actually, are you, were you impressed? Because we met the other night, and were you impressed the other night whenever like I remembered Acacia? I actually was. Because I like yeah. I I remembered it like right off the bat for whatever reason. Yeah, I definitely was. And a lot of times when people like see the writing of it and stuff, they have no idea how to pronounce it or anything. But have you ever heard of an acacia tree? I have. You I have? have? Oh, that's awesome. Okay. That's Not actually like, have. that's exactly how I remembered it. All right, like, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people remember it because of that. Yeah, apparently, uh, random fact about the acacia. So it's an acacia tree, not an acacia bush? Um, I think it's like, it could be both. Like. Okay. I don't did, know, because I've always seen the tree. Yeah, let's Google one. Okay. Is it spelled like your name? Uh-huh. Acacia Spa. You're actually yeah. named after a spa as well. Also a rock band. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. See, the things you learn about... That's some Lion King shit. That yeah. looks like the Lion King tree. It's it really in does. Africa. It's like native to Africa and like parts of Asia, I think. So yeah, it is. It's, it's so popular in Africa in those areas. It's literally the ones that they show a lot. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because that, that's literally like Savannah. Like when yeah. I think like Lion King, like Savannah, like that's literally the type of tree I think of. Yeah. Wow. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, there's uh, you, you know Moses from the Bible. Yes, obviously. I have. Okay. All right, so there, there's uh, there are some like scholars out of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and this, this is the, like the only reason I even remembered your name so as easily as I did because I had like a mnemonic device. Is that mm-hmm. pronounced right? I, I never know if it's mnemonic. I think it's mnemonic. Mnemonic. Somebody, mnemonic. somebody told me on a podcast recently it's mnemonic. Like whenever you like connect things to other things. Yeah. To remember yeah, yeah. them. Yeah, I think it is called mnemonics. Mnemonic. Like P N U. Okay. Something like that, yeah. Well, it's, it's MN, but yeah. MN yeah. what? Yeah. Weird, okay. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> the, PN reminds me of, like, pterodactyl. Like, why yeah. is that word spelled the way it is? But Yeah. But the, the mnemonic device I used was the acacia tree, which is only because okay. I know this random fact about it. Apparently, there are some scholars out of Jerusalem that believe that, like, like you know the story of, like, the burning bush in the yeah. Bible? That apparently whenever, uh, like, uh, Moses went up to the top of the mountain and, like, experienced the burning bush the scholars in jerusalem think like and again remember this is completely like hypothetical like mm-hmm. this is only a theory so we don't know if it's mm-hmm. true or not but they believe that the uh well the compound uh uh, uh dimethyltryptamine which is like also referred to as like dmt if you've ever heard of that yeah 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 they they believe well it's actually it's found in the acacia tree mm-hmm. so they believe that the story of burning bush might actually just be like Moses like tripping balls because apparently it's like a very like intense like psychedelic yeah. experience or whatever. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Is that is that kind of random? Weird. Yeah, but I've also heard another thing kind of like that where they literally think the actual burning bush was an acacia tree. Oh really? Yeah, really? I've heard that. Okay. Yeah, they think it was an acacia tree or like a mimosa tree. They're kind of in the same family. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. that's, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, so I thought you were going to say that, but you went off a whole different thing than what I thought you were going to do. Well, both both uh, facts are interesting. Uh, yeah. So. No. <laughs> that's pretty cool. 
Mm-hmm. Well, uh, would you would you like to uh, explain the story of how we met the other night? Because I, I think it's a yeah. cool story. I really do. Yes. Okay, so we were doing cartwheel. No, I was <laughs> outside, and uh, yeah, you were there. I guess kind of like, oh, you got it. Get, you know, you could do it. And I had no idea who you were, but I thought you were someone named Ryan at first. And I walk up to you, and I'm like, you're Ryan. And you're like, yeah. And yeah, you weren't Ryan, obviously, but you decided to be funny. <laughs> So sarcastic. That's hilarious. And, yeah. Just doing, just doing cartwheels at a party. I love it. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm in Greek jam, so it's like, I don't know why. I just do cartwheels and stuff randomly now. No, honestly, like, oh, I, I, I went, and this might sound, like, sarcastic <laughs> as well, but, like, I'm being dead serious. I, I went through, like, a, maybe, like, a week phase where I did a lot of cartwheels. Really? Real talk to your story. Can you do cartwheels? Well... Uh, a lot more proficiently than I could when I was a little youngster. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I've taught myself, like, in recent years. Yeah. I also taught myself how to throw football, like, in college. You didn't know how to throw football until then? Uh, somewhat. I I grew up playing soccer, so, like, not as well as I probably should have being an American. But, like, I I re-taught myself how to do it, like, well. Like, now I can throw, like, a good spiral. Uh But, like, before, like, before college, I I just didn't have as much experience. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't, I wasn't very good at it. Okay. Yeah, I never, neither of my parents really played sports or anything. Because, you know, my mom is from Mexico, so I never knew how to play football or baseball or any of that stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah, did never you, had anyone to teach me. Did you learn, like, any sports growing up, or? Um, I played basketball, but... What's going on with this camera? It just quit. Honestly, fuck it. If you're cool with it, like, I I'm not, I don't really want to figure, like, this out. And, like, I was enjoying the last conversation, and then it just died <laughs> out. So we'll, we'll just go with the beginning of it, and, uh... Yeah, we're having technical difficulties on the camera, but it's all good. It's it's really no, no worries. It just it'll just record like the first few minutes, and then uh, I'll just put like a picture of us or something. Okay, it's not a big deal at all. It should right. be more of an audio, so. All right, sounds good. But uh, sorry, that completely cut off. Like what uh, what were you, you were you were telling a story about uh? Just basketball was the only thing I played. Oh no shit! Okay. Yeah. What position? Uh, gosh, I forgot the positions. Uh. I was so bad. This shows you how bad I am at basketball. <laughs> I was a person who posts. I was a post. Okay. That's all I remember. Okay. Rebound. Let's go. There That's you it. go. <laughs> That's all I knew how to do. Rebound and block out. Blocking bitches out. Yes, that was my job. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so do you, do you want to talk about like like growing up? Uh, you said you grew up in a. I, I don't want to say predominantly, but like a somewhat racist. Small town. Oh yeah, like predominantly racist, probably. Although. Oh really? It was like that big of a problem. Yeah, but some most of people didn't really like um, show it or anything. Like they tried to deny it or stuff. But it's like their actions, their actions is what show that they were racist. Like the things they would do or like the little comments they would make would show that. But yeah, you know, I told you earlier about how like uh, guys in my class would just shout out racial slurs for fun and stuff and. You know, you could think it's a joke, but it's like they actually believe it. Right, like right. Like, they actually think that they're better than other people who aren't, like, Caucasian. Just based and, on skin tone. Yeah, based on skin tone or, like, 
just if you don't look like you fit in with them, then you're instantly, like, ostracized, I guess. I don't know. And then you were saying, like, as you, like, started to hit puberty, like, they started to accept your differences and see them as, like, a benefit? Yeah. Because, you know, like, I'm Hispanic, so at first it was like, oh, it's just this little Hispanic girl, like, no one really talks to her because she's not like us. Uh-huh. Kind of grew up differently, you know. But then, yeah, like you said, after I hit puberty, it was like, oh, it's hot that she could speak Spanish. Or, oh, she looks different. Like, that's hot. That's cool. Like, you know, it, it's like it changes once you physically look more appealing to them or, like, society's standards or whatever. That's ridiculous. You know? I, yeah. I, I just don't... I don't get... Obviously, I don't get the racism part because yeah. that's just a dumb way of thinking, which actually surprisingly comes up a lot, like just how dumb racism is. Like yeah. That's a pretty reoccurring trop- topic on my podcast for whatever uh-huh. reason. But uh, but also that, that's just, uh, I don't know, that's that's interesting to like uh, be different and see that as like a problem. And then, it's, and then later on, they, they start to see it as like a good thing. It's just kind of bizarre. Yeah. And you can't unsay racist shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, once it, once somebody says that, like, in, like, I don't know, middle school, whenever they said it, you're just like, yeah. okay, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's how they actually think, you know? Yeah. So, the, I did not fit in there at all, nor did I like hearing that or anything. I've always been completely against judging people. Uh, based off of how they look, whether it's the race, whether it's their style, whatever it is. Because in more cases than not, I've noticed people are nothing like they first looked looked to be. But, you know, sometimes they are. I just, I don't know. I guess you just got to keep an open mind instead of just having a first judgment on every single person you meet, which is really hard to do at first, but, like, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Little... Well, it's all, I feel like it's all, like, habitual, like, learned uh, tendencies that you form about, like, like yeah. judgments of another person. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, it's just stupid to have, like, a negative connotation just based on pigment of your skin. Yeah, I know. So do you think, do you think this, like, negative environment, like, not to, not to label, like, your upbringing as negative, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know what you've experienced and whatnot, mm-hmm. but uh, this, this small town kind of racist environment, uh, but you, you pretty much saw the epitome of a small closed-minded town and like what that resulted in so do you think that made you more open-minded and like is gonna result in like what kind of person you are and what kind of person you become like the like you see the do you do you understand the importance of open-mindedness more because of that oh yeah i uh i don't know you know like i said seeing it from both sides of the spectrum my dad is um american so his family is all Caucasian. They're from Minnesota. <clears throat> Visiting them is a whole different culture, experience, and idea, and conversation is completely different, all of that. You know, and then being with the Hispanic side of the family, you know, it's a, another different culture and everything. So it just, I don't know. Like, you see the humanity in everyone. Like, although they're different in many ways, they're so much the same. Like, there's so many family problems, family things, human things that everyone experiences, yet people still categorize because of race or ethnicity for some reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. uh, Yeah. It's frustrating. It really is. It's very frustrating. I used to work at Steak and Shake as, like, a waiter, Uh and there was this one day... 
where I was too social at that job. Like, I just end up finding, like, the cool customers and talk to them <laughs> instead of working. Like, that's literally what I would do. And there's this day where I, like, literally just sat around talking with this dude for, like, probably an hour. And I didn't get, I didn't have to do any of my, like, side work, as they call it. It's pretty much chores. Like, I didn't have to uh-huh. do any sweeping because somebody did it for me because I was just talking Daddy. to this dude. And he, he had traveled the entire world. And I'm like, okay, if there's one thing you could take away from that, uh, from your traveling experiences, what would that be? And he's like, you know, like, people are all, like, so similar. And I agree with that 100%. I think, I think people are... Hey, people are fucking beautiful, honestly. And, like, mm-hmm. we, we, we kind of choose to interpret differences as bad, but... Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a big difference between closed-minded people and open-minded people. Like, something different from yourself, you can let that, like, be, like, uncomfortable towards you and, like, all that. Or you can embrace it and be like, wow, that's different. That's cool. I can learn yeah. something here. Like, it, it and I just, I just prefer to, I prefer to embrace differences because you're right. Yeah. Like, regardless of how different we all are, we're all human. Like, we're all, the, we're all yeah. pretty similar. Yeah. Exactly. And I had the same misconception, too. You know, I was not around different cultures whatsoever. Like, we never had a foreign exchange student, anyone from a different culture come. I was literally surrounded by the same people. They would act the same, talk the same, everything. So when I came to Springfield, even just a little change down south, like an hour I met people from other parts of the world, you know, people from New Zealand, Nigeria, um, Asia, like everywhere. And at first glance, you see them and you're like, oh, I'm intimidated, me personally. I was like intimidated to talk to other people because I um, didn't know how to, you know, talk to them. I didn't know what their culture is like. But I felt foolish soon after talking to them because they're just like us. They have the same thoughts, you know? They're like, oh, I'm in America. Like, the customs are different. I don't know how they, um, you know, approach people or how I'm supposed to do this or that around them, you know? It's like everyone's having the same human thoughts, yet just because someone looks a little different or we're not used to seeing them or seeing people, their ethnicity or whatever, we have that misconception. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, do do you think those people, like, open your mind? I apologize, where did you meet, like, all these people from around the world? Um, so, the New Zealand one was actually in SOAR, you know, it's whenever they make us do the student orientation, the first, uh, for a couple days, um, so I saw him at SOAR and talked to him then, and then later on saw him around on campus. Totally. And, like, hung out with him. I asked him how much different it is in New Zealand. You know, um, they, I don't know, there's all sorts of different little words and things that people from the U.S. don't know and words that we use that they don't know. And, you know. Do you remember any by chance? <sighs> I don't. So they call, like, flip-flops thongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what and, people in Australia did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they call cookies biscuits. Always biscuits. Biscuits. <laughs> it's always a biscuit. So, uh, according to him, according to him and where he was from, uh, they call it biscuits. Or like a shopping cart, like a trolley. Trolley, I don't know. Trolley. <laughs> yeah, so it was just, you know, but yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's important, too, to, like, meet people from other cultures and whatnot. Like, I don't know. I think that's where you learn a lot. You really do learn a lot. And like you were saying, you learn how similar we are, but at the same time, so different. Yeah. 
I think it's important to like, you know, it's a common uh, thing that people say, but to really like experience the life as much as you can to its fullest, you know, before you go away or anything. I, I don't know. It, it opens your world up. It opens it really your perspective. Does. It really does. Yeah. Totally. So, not to switch up the topic, but to switch up the topic. Uh, what would be the worst name to name your child? Um, jeez. I know my answer. What's your answer? Acacia. Ouch. <laughs> no, I really, I think, it, I think that's a beautiful name. Like, no bullshit. Well, I think you. that's an awesome name. I really thank do. Thank you. Yeah, like, I hate to dog on other people's names, you know, but... But mine's better. <laughs> no, I just don't like names that are really common. Maybe that's just because mine's not common. But I always appreciate when someone has like a really different name or something do that you it. don't hear a lot. I don't like basic names because it's hard to remember them. Like they say, "Oh, my name is so and so," you know. John Smith. Yeah, or like Sam or Ann. True. You know, just very common names. I like. I don't remember them. It's I like, like autopilot. Totally. Okay. Especially different to like a culture. Like I like names that you don't need a last name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like Acacia would be one of those names. Mm-hmm. Like I, at least me personally, I've never met another Acacia. So like like if somebody says, "Hey, uh, Jim, Tom, and Acacia are coming over." Okay, who's Jim and who's Tom? But like Acacia, I'm not asking who that is. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, if I know you. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So what what would you say the uh, worst? Worst possible name you can name a uh, uh, your newborn child. Oh no! I actually know someone who named their newborn child this way, and it was Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. Daryl. Just just think about a little baby, a little baby boy, and be like, "Come here, Daryl." Like Daryl <laughs> just sounds not like a baby name. It sounds like a grandpa. That's the first image that came to my mind, at least. Yeah. No, it just doesn't make sense for a newborn child. I just don't like the name very much. No, totally. <laughs> Daryl. Or Daryl Strawberry, who's like a famous baseball player. Well, I've never heard of him. But what's the race car driver, Daryl Jr.? No, no, Daryl. Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Da- oh, no, it's Dale. Oh, my goodness. I don't like that name here, either. Oh, no. The whole time I was thinking of Dale, not Daryl. Dale is what I was trying to think of because (laughs) I knew about the race car driver. No, the kid's name was Dale. Dale. And that's a Yes. Okay, no. (laughs) Daryl's not terrible, but Dale. I don't like either name. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes, it was Dale. And to me, that's even more odd when you think about a little baby calling him Dale. Dale. Dale, it just reminds me of Kale. Yeah. They rhyme, but Or Dill. Is it Dill Pickle? Is that isn't that one of the isn't that Tommy Pickle's brother? I what what's Tommy Pickle? Rugrats. Did you watch Rugrats? I did up? watch Rugrats, but I don't know who Tommy Pickle was. Oh, he's like the main character. Here we got we gotta Google Tommy Pickle because he's he's kinda of my profile picture on Facebook, so Tommy Oh, was Pickle. he the one with the red hair? Uh, no, that was Chucky. Chucky, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Tommy yeah. Pickles! Oh, look at this. He's buff. Oh, yeah. If you guys Google search on images, Tommy Pickle, oh, wow. He's definitely under the influence in this picture. <laughs> These are kind of explicit pictures. I mean, I mean, if you want to sexualize that one, that one could get weird, too. These oh, are... yeah. Did, oh, yeah, Rugrats tried doing the adult version. 
Did they? Yeah, they did. This is Tommy Pickles growing up. Oh no. I did not. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the show, to be honest. The the adult the one. The adult one. Yeah. I was also older, so that might be why. Yeah. Try to make the comeback. All the old shows were the best. Like the newer ones aren't in comparison at all. Do you think we have a bias towards that? Absolutely. Or? Yeah, true. I think so, but I don't know. Even, like, the images and everything is so much different now. Like, it's more, like, clear and everything. And even back then, like, Rugrats, there wasn't anything like it. Totally. Dude, would you say, uh, I guess, what, what do you think about, like, the new rap in comparison to, like, old rap? Um... I don't know. I think it's a new, you know. It's hard to come up with new ideas that are going to be good, like constantly having to pump out new styles and stuff, but I like older personally, but like just, older you you like older, older rap. rap. Okay. Yeah, cuz I feel like it's more catchy. And again, it might also just be because I grew up with it more, so I'd hear it. And true, true. Things like that, but Oh, I, I, this this is probably again they, like you said uh, like grew up around it, but the old I like old rap like but uh, and I, I like some new rap as well like particular mm -hmm. rappers, but like I, who I'm who I'm kind of referencing is like Lil Pump, Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi Vert, uh, like that subculture kind of uh -huh. uh, in comparison to like old Drake or something like that. Oh, so not like super old. I was seeing like MC Hammer. Oh, <laughs> I, didn't, like, okay. I was, didn't know how far far back you were going. Like Tupac, kind of. Yeah, thing. Okay. like that. But yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I should I should definitely should clarify. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they're for different um like things like I don't know different activities like you know. So like maybe sitting around chilling, like just sitting around talking with your friends, like maybe play some Tupac, but. At like a maybe like a party like little Uzi or something like that. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I think so. California love. Dun, 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 dun. I like that one. It's a good song. That is a good song. Yeah, that's a good chill song. Absolutely. Mhm. Mm so if you could send the world one message, in the entire world, everybody's listening. Uh, what would in thirty seconds or less, what would it be? That's a lot of pressure, honestly, but... That's a ton of pressure. I just think simply, uh, I think people overall just need to keep a more open mind on things, you know, like, just being more understanding of humanity and being more loving and open to people and viewing things in a way that's positive. Because I feel like everyone has the ability to you know, change the way they look at life. You can either look at it negatively, you can look at it positively. And it's hard to s control that sometimes, but I really think keeping an open mind and looking at things in, like, a good light is, like, the key to my happiness personally. So. Totally, totally. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of like, well, if it works for me, it can work for you too. Yeah. If you haven't figured this out already kind of yeah. deal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like that. So do you think, you said it's hard to control, uh, like, a, having a positive outlook, which I would agree. It, it, it's an inner battle. Yeah. Self-talk's important, but uh, do you think it's still within your control? Yeah, no, I definitely think it is within your control. Obviously, bad things are going to happen to everyone, you know? Like, that's life. It's like a cycle, but the way you look at things, if you look at it objectively, you know, 
and I don't know, in a new light, there are ways you can like twist something negative into being a learning experience or something positive for yourself or other people around you. Totally, you totally. Know? So, so it's like about like kind of like altering your perspective and absolutely. Like if you're in a shitty mood, like for example, I was in a really bad mood the other day. Uh, mm -hmm. This was like two, three weeks ago, and I was just moping around all day, just laying in bed. And it, after I thought about it, like you said, objectively, I was like, you know what I would have just ended that completely? If I would have just gone on a run that morning. Like, I could have yeah. literally just dug myself out of that little negative rut I got in and quit laying around, and I could have just went yeah. on a jog and get some endorphins. Like, I don't know, whatever that may be to you. Whatever, uh, Just switch up whatever you're doing if you're in a negative mood. and know, know what makes you happy and go do that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Every time I am in a bad mood, running helps me too. I don't know why. I just feel like it releases all of the tension and everything. Totally. Yeah, you absolutely. have built up. Oh, yeah. I think it's like the endorphins. Endorphins, again, your blood moving. Like yeah. <laughs> blood flowing, you know? Yeah. But I literally keep, like, a little list on my phone of all these, um, you know, quotes. I'll call them quotes, but they, like, come from me. So it's not, like, things I've seen on the Internet or whatever and written okay. down, which is great, too. But it's things that I've, like, experienced or something positively, and I just look at it whenever I'm in a bad mood to, like, remind myself, like, you know, how to look at things. Totally, totally. Because you're, you're, yeah, it's like advice from yourself. Exactly. Like your more your more positive self is giving your negative self like some positivity. Yes, yes. Something to feed off of for the exactly. day. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like something that it's something that's come to my attention lately is like I feel like we're all kind of we all kind of have like a bad side to us, like a really shitty side, and like all of us, everybody, mm -hmm. and then we also have a really good side. Mm -hmm. So it's it kind of comes down to like our own choice, like our own like free will to yeah. like kind of choose like which. Are we going to play the role of uh, positive or the role of negative today? Yeah. And also, I do think it is hard to be, you know, that extra positive, peppy person all the time. You know, everyone seems to be annoyed by someone who's like, oh, let's think of this at the, on the bright side or whatever. But also just accepting maybe that life has its bumps and, you know, just like accepting that idea and knowing that it's going to pass eventually is another thing. Like, if there's no way you could think of it positively, just, like, let yourself be angry, run it off, you know, just let it off, and then, you know, move on. I feel like that's better. Because, you know, some cases, like, suppressing your anger and stuff and trying to be like, oh, it's positive, it's positive, is almost worse, too. Totally. So, like, you know, for me, I sometimes just, like, Except that, okay, I feel like this is the end of the world right now, or I'm super angry, but I know it's going to pass eventually, and, you know, I'll be fine in a little bit once everything Absolutely, off. absolutely. And hey, by the way, you're a really good listener and very good with eye contact. Like, I've, I've done a fair thank amount you. of these. And you're on the upper half. But anyway, uh, oh, going off of that, yeah, I think, I think the only uh, constant in life is change, and it's really, really important to remind yourself, yeah. like, the good times, the bad times, Everything, every life experience, every relationship, everything in life. Mm -hmm. It's only temporary. Yeah. It's only temporary. Whether the duration be three years or whether it be five minutes, like, it's only temporary. Like, it, it will end. It will come to an end. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I also, I also admire how you're a, a very objective thinker. 
which is I think that's important. That's like I, I consider myself the exact same way, uh-huh. and I think it's kind of a superpower. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, thank you first, but um, honestly, I've been watching this girl on YouTube a lot who. I've always kind of thought this way, but she's um, made me feel like more normal about it, I guess. Totally, you know? totally. Like I didn't think, oh, I'm the only one in this boat or that thinks this way because I saw her videos and I realized that she's, you know, who I am. She's not afraid to express what she's actually feeling. And I think sometimes people are focused on like um, fitting in with some sort of grouping or social ideal that they're too worried to actually express what's going on in that moment mentally or, you know, how they actually feel, you know? Absolutely. I think people just always try to conform too much instead of just actually expressing how they feel. Absolutely. So they, people, Yeah, people that. like to agree, like, a lot, too, like, way too much. And that's really, yeah. really, especially to me, like, that's, like, super special that somebody, a complete stranger, like, if she said your name... Like, if she heard your name, she wouldn't even know who you are. But you know exactly who she is, and yeah. she added that much value to your life. Yeah. Like, she said what, and then she, in result, made you a, I mean, from what it sounds like, a better person, a more positive person. Yeah, yeah. Who, who is it? Do you know? Um, or obviously, no. Oh, man. I, her name is Hitomi. Hitomi. Um, I've never heard Hitomi, of her. Hitomi, she's um, Asian. She's not super, super popular, I don't think, on YouTube, but she is Buddhist, and so she practices a lot of, you know, peace of mind kind of ideas and things but she's also taught me to accept things like I said earlier you know accept the negative parts of your life and you know let it go through and take it out totally totally I'm also a person who can't keep anything in like when I'm angry I have to let it out if there's no one there I have to let it out sort my thoughts in some way instead of you know just letting it tense up or like yeah, going back to what you were saying earlier, like that if you choose to suppress that anger or let it tense up, like it's gonna manifest itself like ten times worse, or yeah. it could arguably exactly because it's still like within you. Yes. You're just pushing it, you're just shoving it down a little exactly. bit, ignoring it. That's all really suppressing anything in. Yeah, just kind of shoving it off to the side. All right, you you go chill over there, negative emotion, and then oh. you're gonna come back ten times stronger. But that's fine. Yeah, I really want to show you some of like the quotes or things that I've kind of totally totally gotten or like felt from her been um, inspired in a way that's funny because I'm the same so. way if you if uh, like my room for the past year and a half ish like uh-huh. I just I got like really into quotes as well and uh, these weren't my own quotes though uh-huh. and I just cut out like a shit ton of them and put yeah. them all over my walls and uh, I'm like, this is a positive influence, you know? Like, yes, I, exactly. If I'm reading this and training my mind to think more like this, like I think uh-huh. this is more correct than how I think right now. And I think exactly. I think the result's been beautiful. Yeah. And so here's a big one for me that helps a lot. So I personally am the pers- a kind of person who uh, can easily kind of um, conform to the people around me or their kind of their energy or vibe that they give off. Totally. And like if they're more like sarcastic then like you know I can pull, play off my more sarcastic side. If they're more reserved I can chill out, be a little more reserved and not be super over You know, I kind of try to adjust to the people I'm around to I don't know, make them feel more comfortable I guess. But I'm still being myself if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's just like different levels of who I am. Absolutely. And what you're bringing out at that moment. 
Well, there's this um, kind of quote that I came up with, which is, be influenced by the positive souls rather than the negative ones. Be influenced by the positive souls instead of being influenced by the negative ones. Yes. Okay. So, like, if you're around people who are constantly being negative and stuff, and you're just always around them, and you feel like you're being, you feel negative or stuff, or, you know, you kind of speak the same way. For example, you're with people who complain about everything. You kind of, you know, agree or complain about something also, you know, and it just reminds me to not do that. Absolutely. To not be influenced by the people who are being negative, but be influenced by the people who are being positive and, like... So do you think that comes down to, like, being more conscious about who you surround yourself with? Yeah, and also just um, helping those around you for their well-being and for your well-being. Because being negative isn't helping anyone. Okay, And, you know, so if you're being positive and everyone else is being positive, it just makes everyone feel so much better and stuff. You kind of radiate. Yeah, exactly. It just feels, you know, the whole room and everything just feels good. Everyone's in a good mood. Everyone's happy. Totally. So why be the person going along with the group and uh, being angry or complaining about everything when you could be everyone's light and you could be their inspiration to change their day? Absolutely. I came to I came to a roadblock in life recently. This was probably like a year or two years ago, mm-hmm. and I I, uh, I think this is important to be conscious of people you consider yourself loyal to, and uh, nothing. It, it, I just think some people, some friends, you outgrow at certain points in life. Mm-hmm. So I had a really good buddy, and he just he's just kind of a negative guy. Doesn't really always kind of playing the like victim role and in comparison yeah. to me I'm more positive doesn't think he can change his external conditions and I'm like literally the exact opposite like this yeah. this guy's like everything I'm not and regardless of how good of friends we are I just kind of I'm like you know what I can't be blinded by loyalty like I I have done I try to get him to like help help him out and I'm not I'm not like saying I'm the guy who's the self-help guru to coming along hey yeah. hey friend this is how you should be instead of the way you are yeah. Like, he is who he is, which is completely uh-huh. fine. He's an awesome person. He's beautiful in his own way. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't I don't Like, he, it, he was making a negative impact upon my life. Yeah. So I had to be more consciously aware of, like, who I was allowing into my life yeah. and just limit my time with him. Yeah. So, like, anytime I see him now, like, you know, like inevitably, or maybe not inevitably necessarily, but I'll, I'll see him in the future. Uh-huh. And I'm going to enjoy every second I have with him. But I'm also going to realize that, like, he's not who I want to be. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be anything like him. Exactly. And I can't I can't spend too much time around him mm-hmm. because then I, I think you'll kind of become him in a way. You yeah. Know? At least I'll at least become a little bit more negative. Yeah. And there's only a certain amount of help you can give someone, you know, like try to change someone's views or something. There's only so much you can do to try and help someone but you know if that's who they are that's who they are and you know you just have to let it be sometimes totally the way they like to do things and I knew knew someone exactly like that too so I understand what you mean it's hard it is hard and you you just uh not to say that there's a right way to live or a wrong way Mm -hmm. to live but like I would say I would say uh my way nothing against this individual but I would say my way is a little bit more correct yeah. Like, uh, let's let's word it this way. My way is a little less wrong. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, 
and it just it just seems like more like healthy like mentally healthy to live like that or to you know not constantly be the downer and things like that yeah it's really healthy like for your mind and body so totally I totally i mean the, the mind and body are connected yeah so. yeah exactly uh what would you do differently if you knew no one was judging you what would I do differently? Um, I would get rid of social media. Um, I would stop texting people because I hate texting. I feel like it's such a, um, what do you call it? Like, I just don't want to do it. It's like something I have to do, kind of because you have to be in communication with people, but I just don't want to do it. And I feel like... Um, it kind of ruins personal relationships with people, whether it's like a significant other or someone else, you know, it could come off the wrong way or it like ruins that kind of spark you have with someone and appreciating them as a person instead of talking about all these nonsense things the whole day just to keep talking. Totally, totally. And it's like social media has this idea. It's like, oh, he opened my message and won't reply. Like, he hates me now. Or, oh, um... Leads to overthinking. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. It just causes a lot of issues that would go away without it, I feel like. Absolutely, absolutely. I would drop it. If I could drop it, I would drop it and then just stick with calling people and personal, um, you know... So what's restricting yeah, you of... Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, what, what's restricting you of deleting it then? If, if, that, if, you, think, if you think that's like going to result in a lot of positivity in your life or a lack of negativity, then what's, what's uh, kind of slowing you down? Um, I think it's because I won't have um, connections with my friends anymore in a way like... <clears throat> I don't know. I just don't want to feel like I'm trying to leave everyone and not be friends with them anymore and I'm dropping social media. Because it's like we have that idea now that social media, you always got to stay in the loop with everyone around you. You always have to see their pictures and their dog or something like that. And I don't know. I just don't want to seem like I'm pushing myself away from everyone. I kind of want everyone to do it. Like I just want social media to go away and I want like texting to go away because, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to be like the, like again, like the self-help guru, like uh-huh. the doctor trying to diagnose you with anything. But it sounds like a, it kind of sounds like, from my point of view, mm-hmm. that you feel like a sense of dependency upon social media, and maybe not you necessarily, mm-hmm. but like you. And I know what you mean. Like like with texting, especially, like you're behind in the world. You're you're definitely behind in the world if you don't get on your phone at least yeah. like a few times a day. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you're 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 literally restricting yourself of growth opportunities. Yeah. And X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and it's like it kind of ruins relationships you make with awesome people, like you know, daily encounters and stuff, because you're talking to them about you know boring stuff all the time. So then you get this idea like, oh, they're just boring, or oh, are you know, I don't. I I don't really know how to explain it, but I just feel like in-person encounters is so much better. Okay, yeah, so much yeah. Better well, it that. makes sense. Like apparently, uh, nonverbal communication is like ninety-three percent of communication. Really. So only seven percent is like what we're actually saying. Which I, I honestly I don't understand that. But what? Yeah. So is what it, kind of communication are you doing? Uh, I I think. 
whenever it says like verbal, like it's it's not it's only talking about like what's being said. So like nonverbal could also be uh, like tone, like your uh, oh, what's the word for it? I totally I can't think of it at the moment. But like or like your uh, you're like touching somebody, like your haptics, like t uh, or I think eye contact's another part of like nonverbal communication. But so it's so like in a way, like what's being said, like what what I'm saying right now isn't 100 percent verbal. Like my tone has a little bit to do with it. Uh -huh. It's actually bothering me. I can't say because I know like the like fancy it. word or whatever you want to say <laughs> yeah. for it. And I, I I'm I'm just trying to flex. That's, yeah. that's all. <laughs> Man, I would have never imagined that, but I guess it makes sense now that I think of it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like uh. Like whenever whenever you say something like like I'm the communicator, I'm sending a message to you, and you decide how to interpret it. Mm -hmm. And like whenever we're like here sitting down, looking each other eye to eye, like we realize like hey, we're both rational people. Like mm -hmm. we we both mean well, and we're just trying to like like for example, right now we're just trying to have a good conversation. Mm -hmm. And so like you're interpreting it more positively, but like in a text, like you were saying earlier, like you can it totally leads to like overthinking, like you yeah. or somebody not texting, like. And it, I, I'm just as guilty as anybody. I'm not saying I'm not this way at all. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm probably worse than most people, to be honest. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. And, you know, people have busy lives, you know? They're actually working, living, whatever. So there's always so many reasons as to why they're not going to text you back or why they prefer not to be on social media. But it's almost like it's become, if you're not on social media, you're like... Um, an outcast in a way or you know you're not in the loop or true, you know you're true. living under a rock you know it's like why is it like that why do people why have we like made that conception true. with social media that it's a normal normal thing to do and if you don't have it or if you're not engaged in it then what's going on like what's your problem so I'm the exact like opposite it. Like, whenever people tell me, like, I'm not on social media, I'm like, I usually give them a hug or a high five. Really? I'm okay, like, yeah. fuck yeah, good for you. Yeah, no, I agree with that too, but I feel like as a whole, that's what people seem like they, you know, believe. Okay, yeah, no, no, you're totally right, you're you know? totally, because I, uh, actually, I recently, besides, like, my, like, podcasting accounts, I deleted all my social media. Yeah. Like, I, I run a few, uh, like, I have a collective following of, like, 70,000. Uh, amongst like a myriad of like accounts mm -hmm. and uh so I, I grow those like for fun and like leisure mm -hmm. but uh as far as my personal stuff i the other day like this is this is literally like a week or two ago uh, -huh. uh I, I got rid of i didn't delete any of these i just like signed out and i'm like mm -hmm. staying signed out like i'm dead serious yeah uh twitter and my instagram and okay. uh so I, like my personal ones and uh but I, i've never had snapchat like I or I've I've had it like three or four times and I'll have it for like maybe like like a month I think it's the last time long as I just long as I've lasted and mm -hmm. I I don't know I like these these norms of us using social media they they're not even like a decade old like so I it's know. crazy to think that like people are making fun of other people for not having it yeah. but like it, like you were saying I literally got made fun of this kid came over to our house. The other uh, a few nights ago, or I guess this was a few months ago, mm -hmm. but he he's uh, he's like, dude, what's your Snapchat, bro? And I'm like, I actually don't use Snapchat. And then he like he literally turned to the rest of the group and goes, dude, don't you guys think it's so weird how he doesn't have Snapchat? 
And then one of my roommates, like, they're like, no, I think it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I, I hate Snapchat. Like, you know, I need to actually make the act of, you know, deleting it instead of just saying it. But I really do. It's like a burden to me. You're seeing everyone else's lives. And I mean, in some way that could be positive or whatever, but in another way, you know, you're at home doing nothing and everyone is going out having fun or whatever. And I just don't, I think it makes a lot more complications than it, than you need in life. Totally, totally. Uh, I don't. I don't, yeah. See, since I, because I, whenever I did download Snapchat, I got it late. Uh-huh. So, like, I have that, like, that point of view. Like, I have yeah. exactly what you're saying, except, like, I uh, I was able to see, like, the problems it created. Because I was very conscious whenever I downloaded it. I'm like, yeah. and I, I watched, the, literally, like, I watched, like, five or six stories one day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I'm deleting it. Like, it's, it's done <laughs> forever. Because I, whenever I downloaded it, I'm like, okay, I'm getting this. I'll post stories. I'll send stuff to my friends. But if I watch any stories, I'm deleting it. And I did. Because I, I think constantly having feeling the need to like post the story to make the reaffirm to people that you're you've been relevant in the past 24 hours oh yeah i know that is such a good like thing to bring up that is so true it's like that's why you do post Mm -hmm. a lot of times do you feel that pressure yeah you do because if someone doesn't post for a while i notice this personally if i see that someone hasn't posted on snapchat for a while i'm like are they feeling okay, you know? Like, are they, you know, feeling upset, down? Like, do they need to talk to me? Like, where are they at? Like, they're not on social media anymore. Like, why do we have that idea? They could be out having the best time of their lives, like, in the mountains, you know, exploring, and you're just sitting there on your phone and watching people's stories. True, true. <laughs> so, and that, that's, like, the most liberated person. They're having an awesome really time. It is. Yeah. I went to Yosemite last summer. Good Have for you. Have you ever been to Yosemite? No. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Like, I just get giddy every time I talk about it. But uh, I didn't have service for the whole day. And I know it's like, wow, you went a whole day. But it was, yeah, it was maybe, like, a couple days because we were in that area for a while. And it okay. felt so good. That's awesome. To not have to check my phone, anything, and to just take in the landscape and everything without service. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and then you're also, like, reconnecting with nature. Like, it. It's yeah. like, I feel like that's who we are more than who we are on our phones. You know oh, yeah. I mean? On our phones, you know, we're trying to flex and look good, and everyone's trying to look good and show off and try to up each other. You know, it's like a constant battle in the game. So is Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, you always have to keep updated with your pictures and what looks good. You have to make sure you're putting out your best self so that people want to be your friend or so that people like you or follow you and what about your actual life you know like how do you spend your days worrying about what you're gonna post on social media that's kind of sad yeah (laughs) that's how you spend your days and then you're worried about all the likes you're getting yeah is it enough likes if it's not enough likes i'm gonna delete it you'll delete it yeah (laughs) and you post like the highlights of your life the tiny little highlight and then the rest of your life is worrying about um social media again and keeping up with that totally (laughs) with that image and ugh. Oh, no. Yeah, like, I have Instagram, and I am definitely guilty of this, and I hate it. I I need to get rid of it. That's how I felt about about Instagram. It. Like, it started making me feel a little lesser about myself, and I was like, as soon as I started identifying that, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm deleting it. Yeah. It's done. Exactly. It's like, oh, if you don't have as many followers as this person, then, you know, you're not as good of a person, or you're not as liked. 
True. You know, it's insane that your digital likes or whatever, your friends that you have on social media defines, like, who you are as a person or your conception, like, at first glance. I don't know, like, when you're first meeting someone. Totally. It's it's terrible that. that it, like, defines, like, that we kind of live in the... Uh, I guess the social dynamic that mm-hmm. that it defines who you are to other people, but it's even more destructive whenever it, like whenever you post and this persona you're creating online is mm-hmm. like you're like that's me, like yeah. okay this is who I am I'm this person on here, and really you're not like you like you're only yeah. posting the good things you're not posting the bad, yeah. So that's not that's not a fair representation. If you're gonna compare yourself to that person you're creating online that persona. Like, you're, yeah. you're going to lose every time, so, like, you're setting yourself up to, like, be miserable, kind of. Yeah, and all of your followers, do they really, I don't know, give you fulfillment, like, that you actually are liked by people? True. Or is it just, uh, you know, an like image? Like a numbers game? Just another, yeah, just another image, just another game. Because I feel like it's not fulfilling. It's actually not. It is in a way, but then if you don't have friends in real life, then that, I'm pretty sure that's a lot more, much of an uh, okay, a lot bigger of an issue than, you know, your friends on social media. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, do you, wanna, do you care if I call this... Uh, podcast episode social media sucks yes yes we're let's call it social media sucks social media sucks uh-huh. <sighs> i've been coming up with the names a lot more like in the actual podcast but that's funny yeah but the, the weird thing about this is like i think a lot of people a lot more people than we think agree with us i know so why is everyone still going along with it and doing this if that's the way everyone thinks you know i don't know i really don't know the answer to that it's almost like a whole other um, life. I mean, okay, yeah, social media, yeah, but it's like a whole other society than True. the reality. Uh, it's crazy. It's like superficial society. Yeah, have you ever seen Black Mirror that, I have. on Netflix? Uh-huh. Have you seen I'm a huge the, fan. I'm a huge fan. Oh, me too. I love it so much. So, did you see the one where they have um, everyone has their phones out and they um, give people a ranking? The, like people wait, that is they the meet? main character a female, and she has like a yeah. brother who. So she's yeah, she's yeah. falling into the social me- the the social media superficial trap. Yes, and her brother's like, "Why do you care?" Yes. Okay. Exactly. And we watched that, and we're like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" Like you're ranking people that you have an encounter with. Like you have your phones out, and you're ranking this person, and they're able to see it. Uh huh. And it defines their ranking. It's like. That idea sounds crazy, but it's like, wait, that's the road we're on. That's literally how it is now with social media. You're giving someone a ranking, and you're being judged based off of your uh, media, social media ranking, before you even know the person. Absolutely. Yeah. This case, like, If we want to like tie this whole idea into like, like Buddhist philosophy... They, uh, Buddhists kind of believe that, like, the, the key to happiness is not to, like, fulfill your desires, but mm-hmm. to lose all desires. So, like, you could argue that in this whole social media game, the happiest people aren't the ones who are winning the game. It's the people who decided not to play. Wow. That's, yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. That's so true. And I do remember that um, I had a history ta- uh, class, and we talked about Buddhism and, yeah, that they would, like, give up 
all of their, you know, materialistic items and everything and feel more, I don't know, fulfilled. Yeah, nirvana. Totally, totally. I definitely agree with that. That's a good point. So, what's the biggest complaint about guys you have had in college? (laughs) (laughs) So, I, me and my friend, uh came up with this idea. We call it freshman fuckboy fever. So, you, you're a guy, or a girl, definitely can Wait, what's, be a girl. The, what's the abbreviation? Is it F, F times three, or F, F, uh, like, tri-F? I never made a... F cubed? I never made an abbreviation, but you know what? Like, just the be... three Fs, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Freshman fuckboy fever. That's Three funny. Fs. And, you know, they have this um, preconceived idea that, oh, I'm going to go to college, uh, I'm going <laughs> to fuck so many girls, get so trash, have so much fun, man, <laughs> and then, like, I'm going to somehow get my grades done and shit, but that none of that matters <laughs> I'm going to fuck girls and get drunk. And then, so they start off college, like, going crazy, like, you know, um, getting through as many girls as they can, trying to impress everyone with their charms or whatever, and soon realize, man, like, this, this, I don't know, this isn't really getting me anywhere. Like, I don't think, it's like I've seen this slowly happening when I first got here and how much is changing now. It's like they've come to the reality that that's not what college is cracked up to be. Totally. Maybe it is sometimes, like, 2% of the time, but it's not all, like... How you want it to be. That's honestly, like, fucking hilarious. That is so funny to me. (laughs) It's so accurate. Freshman fuckboy fever. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, like, try to redefine themselves, and they're like, I'm going to be a stud in college. Yeah, I totally Mm -hmm. get that. Yeah. And, you know, getting girls or whatever is awesome, because, you know, not only is it enjoyable for the moment but you get like you know credit from guys and you know your friends and everything but it's like I don't know I've noticed guys who are older in college are just kind of like geared away from that side of it a little more you know kind of gotten over it like okay totally it's not really as much of my thing anymore but oh it's totally it's totally a maturity thing it definitely is it's totally a maturity thing and like once you realize that, like, like whenever you're just looking, and this is on all aspects of life, if, if you want to refer to girls or if you're referring to money or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and I think it's really sad when people never figure this out, but, like, uh, actually, there's a really cool video online if anybody's interested, uh, but J. Cole, if anybody likes J. Cole, uh, it's called The Disease of More, but the idea is, like, uh, like, like, whenever you're always looking, like, externally for your happiness and, like, the next thing, the next car... The next girl, uh, whatever it is, like the next this, like, like, like you're never gonna be fully satisfied. Yeah. It's only the ego, like desiring more and more and more. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think uh, a lot of guys they come to that realization that like the next party isn't gonna necessarily make you like happier. The next uh, the next girl isn't gonna make you happier. Whatever uh-huh. that is. Yeah, exactly. Like you're, it's it's kind of like a bottomless pit or like a bottomless yeah. or a topless pit or whatever. Yeah. Like you can you can keep filling that thing up with as much as you want, but you're never gonna like fill it till it's full. Exactly, and that's not um, totally everyone, you know. Like I, 
but that's a lot of people I've noticed. You know, a lot of people have this, you know, first idea. But me personally, I struggled a lot with that because I'm the type of girl who prefers to, you know, have encounters with people, learn more about people, talk to them, um, be inspired by them in some way, you know, I keep saying that, but I really do, I like talking to people, so it's hard to have genuine conversations and genuine um, relationships with people in college, in the beginning at least, because so many of them are worried about um, relationships. getting in a relationship and not being able to mess around or whatever, you know, they like get scared away from genuine conversations or genuine people because they're like, oh, I, I don't want to, you know, I just want to keep doing my own thing and, you know, get through all these girls. But, like, I'm genuinely just trying to, you know, make friends or whatever. I'm, so, yeah, it's, I feel like it's hard for people who just want to like talk and, you know, totally. get to know people. Don't, totally. That's been a struggle of mine as well in college. Yeah. That's a huge reason right. why I started this. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Like, I refuse to accept that people are as superficial as they're, like, portraying to be. And mm-hmm. what, I've, what I've realized is that I don't necessarily thrive in, like, a party environment. I, I do. I, I'm pretty good in, like, a party environment. Like, I'm, not, I'm definitely not the awkward guy there. But I'm also always the type of guy who, like ends up uh, in, in the one-on-one conversations, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, me too. I honestly, yeah, me too. It's always a success at a party whenever not only I, you know, get to dance and have fun, because you know who doesn't like listening to music and oh, just absolutely. letting loose and having fun, but whenever I meet someone and I talk to them and they tell me something cool or tell me an interesting story, it's like that's one of the best parts of the party. Totally, That's the totally. experiences you're going to remember. Absolutely. Not getting trapped or whatever or I don't know forming a genuine connection with people yeah exactly and there's also nothing wrong with one night stands for people you know if that's what you want to do like do you I'm all for it like I'm all for all sorts of people and what they want to do but at a certain point you can't let that idea get in the way of making those genuine conversations or relationships. Absolutely. And I think whenever you have freshman fuckboy fever, it does get in the way a lot. <laughs> I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> that is, honestly, that's like the, I'm writing that down. I, well, yes. I, you'll, you'll appreciate this, actually. So I, I usually, like, the way I, like, because uh, I just have a journal and I have one page for each individual guest. Mm-hmm. So I usually have, like, the middle is for uh, questions I come up with, like, on my own. Mm-hmm. The top is, uh, like, what kind of, like, individualized questions catered to that individual. And then mm-hmm. the bottom is, like, notes. Mm-hmm. And this, is, this has been, like, through, like, trial and error kind of. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. this is what I'm going with for the moment. And then I wrote the title at the top. But, yeah. uh, th- so, like, notes. Like, anything I learned from that person. I'm like, oh, like, yeah. I, I want to remember that. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm writing freshman fuckboy fever yes. right now. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Freshman fuckboy fever. Maybe we should just call it that. <laughs> yes, it is real. <laughs> Absolutely real. That's that's really funny because uh, I like hearing both sides because I've I've had podcasts where like we'll we'll complain about uh like 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 whoever the party is we might complain about girls or on the other like the contrary like whenever I have girls on I like to I like to have them like what's your biggest complaint about guys because yeah, yeah you know because. Get, get both sides, kind of. Deal. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I definitely don't think all guys are like this. And I also think a lot of guys have the pressure to be that way, to be the freshman fuckboys, you know, depending on what kind of social group they're going into, whether it's a fraternity or something or some sort of sport. You know, they want to fit in, so they got to keep their... Um, 
they have to keep their, you know, image. But it all stems from, like, the ultimate idea that everyone just wants to be loved and accepted. Like, exactly. that's why. You know, you do all these things, you conform to be accepted, to feel good about yourself. Everyone wants that. So, at the same time, you know, I have to sympathize with that because I do the same thing sometimes, you know. I think everyone conforms in a way to make themselves feel better or more accepted at certain scenarios. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That that there's a Jim Carrey quote like right along these lines. <laughs> and uh, it, we actually I had it hung up in our bathroom here because I I put a whole bunch of inspirational quotes. In there, so. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and it actually it got taken down, so I think somebody stole it. What? But like I hope they no honestly I hope they got value from okay. it. Okay. You know? like, yeah. I hope they because I got it memorized, idea. so like uh-huh. it, I'm good. Like I, <laughs> it, it's in my psyche. So I, but uh, the the quote is, uh, "Don't let your need for acceptance make you invisible." Okay, yeah. Is that, that absolutely, yeah? It, it really does. Like, like, for, like that's what I've always been. Um, more somebody who focuses on my differences mm-hmm. and like what what makes me unique. Like, because mm-hmm. that's what makes me me. You yeah, know? yeah. So like, it, I don't know. It's just kind of sad to me whenever I see people like so unsure of who they are to like, yeah. like yo, like this is. Like, I, I want to be more like that. That you can kind of see them just chasing the group, chasing the group. Yeah, and it's like. You're, you're not going to find yourself doing that. Like, be your own person. It's, I don't know, I, can't, I, I pity that that person. I don't look down upon them. Uh-huh. I just I just feel bad because I, yeah. I don't know, I think it gives me a lot of personal satisfaction to, like, be able to be like, yo, like, yeah. like I am who I am, and that's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, and also I look at it and think, you know, people like me and you think the same way in that regard because I agree with everything you're saying, but I almost feel like, it's an easy way to live life, you know? Maybe they prefer that over having to always um, think of new things, you know, like being themselves or facing their um, things they don't like about themselves. And they just go through doing it the easy way and just conforming, living life, living it the way you're supposed to, and just getting it over with. And that's the way they're happy. Totally. So, you know, everyone has different forms of happiness. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I, I like that perspective a lot. Yeah. I like the, yeah. Do you think that stems from insecurity? Um, it, I think it could be insecurity, but it could also just be like they just feel good. They feel fulfilled with where they're at, and they don't see a need in changing it, you know? Okay, okay. You know? Yeah. Like, they just feel good. Like, they... I don't know. I've met plenty of people like this. They'll um, always appreciate people who are creative or have different ideas. But, you know, they're happy with who they are and living their life just without, you know, questioning or without all these extra things. Absolutely. And I, I'm really happy you said that because I think, I think I've been living with the paradigm, like, in, within my own mind that, like, I've been... I, I don't want to say looking down upon, but, like, in a very mild sense. Like, not that, like, I'm better, mm-hmm. but, like, a, uh, I get, I kind of, like, a very mild sense of looking down upon people who, are like, conform too easily mm-hmm. and, like, acquiesce to, like, what society wants from them. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm really happy you brought that to my attention because I, I, I can't see them as lesser. I need to see them as... Uh, just, just well, maybe they're happy doing their thing. Maybe they're yeah. happy being similar to other people. But like, also remember, like, yo, that's not me. Like, mm-hmm. that's not who I am. I don't want to be. I don't yeah. want to be somebody who's always just agreeing, just to agree. 
but I need to like understand that they could be happy doing that as well. Yeah, and that's life. You know, there's so many different types of people and different perspectives on things. And I don't know, I think people are attracted to people who are like them. So the people who are more um, just like to go with the flow, kind of do things and conform, are attracted to other people who kind of think the same way a lot of times, you know? Same lifestyle. And people who... Uh, I don't know, I always want to make a change or always want to do something different or I, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but they're attracted to people who think that way. So, you know, they probably think people like them are better while we probably think people like us are better and, you know. True, true. But ultimately, we're all equal. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's all. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And I, I bet even those people, they would still have, like, unique tendencies about them. Oh, yeah. I think everyone does, you know? Just depends on what you show. People don't show everything, all that they are, really. And I also think I'm very biased about that because I sometimes judge people for that. But also, like, not everyone is so open about who they are, open about how they actually feel. So you can't judge them just because they're not being open or explaining themselves, you know? Totally. They didn't have the same circumstances you did growing up. Yeah. Maybe they had it worse. Maybe they had it better. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe they maybe they had it monetarily better, but they didn't have the best parenting. Yeah. And they aren't necessarily sure of who they are because they didn't have the proper guidance growing up. Like, yeah. We just, we just don't know. That's the thing about judging anybody, like, on anything, mm-hmm. on any topic. Like, it's based off ignorance. Like, you were, it's it really so is. backed by ignorance. It's just, it's ridiculous yeah. that, like, that's what I've been trying to work on over the past probably, like, six, seven months is uh, really, like, identify within my own mind. Like, if I start judging people, mm-hmm. like, I don't suppress it. I, like, identify that. I'm like, okay, that's wrong. Change that. Yeah. You know, change that computer brain. <laughs> yes. I agree. Especially coming to that realization uh, that that it is backed by ignorance. Like, any validity mm-hmm. that I can have is just completely ignorant about somebody yeah. else's situation because... We just, we don't know. Yeah. I think ultimately people are awesome and beautiful in their own way, and we are who we are. Yeah, you know, I guess we just have to accept that. And that that's the great thing about life, is that everyone is so different, and they, um, not everyone is open-minded, but also not everyone is closed-minded, you know, the, and there's so much more than open-minded and closed-minded. There's, in between, there's, I don't know, like, it just always depends. Totally. Totally. Yeah. There's extremes on one side, extremes on the other. Yeah. People kind of in between. Most people are somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I think we're always kind of influenced by outside factors. And, you know, people themselves, like one person is so dynamic already that in reality, like, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know where I'm going with this, <laughs> but <laughs> no. I just think people themselves are even super dynamic, so like let alone we're, we're all of humanity. Totally. Yeah, totally. That's, what, that's what I was trying to say. So whenever you say dynamic, you mean like very uh, like well-rounded, like a lot going on, like a lot to each person? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know about other people. Like, I've had these conversations with other people, but me personally... I think that I'm a very dynamic person and I could, um, I don't know, be this way in this certain situation, this way in another situation, but it's like still part of who I am. Totally. 
you know? Uh, there's just a lot of outside factors and stuff that, like, affect human behavior in general. Okay, so, like, like for example, if you're going to be in a large group, you're going to act differently than if you're in a smaller group or a one-on-one -on -one situation. Yeah, naturally, I think. You know, like, naturally you do. Okay, okay. I would agree with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, logically, that only makes sense. And mm -hmm. so you're gonna you're gonna take on a different role, a different version of self. Yeah, like if you think of things like socially, um, elevators, for example. Elevators are awkward as can be. <laughs> it's I, so is that true. just me? No, no, you're totally so right. <laughs> everyone is just walking on the street. You know, you're smiling at people. Sometimes you can wave at a stranger, whatever. You get in the elevator and everyone hands in their pockets just you know people looking kinda, at the wall yeah people kind of tighten up nobody yeah. wants to make eye contact yeah and it like the it's like the social um uh, structure of everything just changes as soon as you step into the elevator it's crazy to me. <laughs> so I mean, that's i guess that's what i mean by outside factors like yeah. That's no. That's a really good example. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the, honestly the most. All right, let's all walk into this one very small concentrated area. See how many people we can cram in here. Uh, shut the door on it, and then and then uh, we'll just make it all to where we're going, and hope yeah. we don't fart in the process. <laughs> and then when when someone talks to you, you're like, oh, wh what? <laughs> you why are you saying words? Like you're supposed to be awkward and silent. Why are you being so social? <laughs> I'm gonna do something that just like violates the norm completely. Like any expectations that could potentially be like. Like, I'm, I'll just be, like, sitting in the elevator. I'll walk on. I'll be quiet. Halfway through, like, once we once we push the button to go up to the top floor, <laughs> I'll just, uh, I'll just, I don't know, maybe go, ah! Ah! Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> or even just try turning the opposite way as everyone else. You know, everyone's facing the buttons and, like, the door. Turn around. Stick your head in the corner. Or that, yeah. <laughs> People will be like, what is this guy's problem? Why is he facing the opposite way right now? <laughs> Start panting. Like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what is going on with this guy? Yes, social experiment. There yes. we go. Honestly, you try it. You, like, I, I am constantly doing that throughout my daily life. Like, when I'm by myself, like, not even to impress my friends. Uh -huh. Like, I literally, like, going, walking around campus, like, I intentionally do, like, things that are outside of the norm that are going to violate any expectations people are going to hold about how people are supposed to act. Uh-huh. Like, I do that constantly. Just to, and I think it's more me trying to train myself not to care what other people think. Uh-huh. Like, I, I'm constantly doing that, though. That's cool, though. Like, what's, what's an example of something you do? To uh, kind of... A lot of it's, like, spur of the moment. Uh, uh, just, like, a rough example. Like, um, and it, oh, it's so much worse if I know I'm not going to see the people again. Like, mm -hmm. campus is nothing compared to if I'm walking around a foreign city. Like, mm -hmm. it's, 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 sometimes it gets too much. Like, I've, I've gotten better at it over the years. But anyway, uh, like, like, one of my favorite things to do is, like, <laughs> pretend like I'm having a conversation with my mom. And I'll be like, Mom, stop. No, Mom. Like, like faking a conversation with my mom. Like, I've never met someone who would just do that just to see how everyone else reacts. Literally by myself. Like, I'm not doing this to make my friends laugh. I love that. I'm kind of doing it to make myself laugh uh -huh. and, like, push my, like, own, uh, 
comfort zone, yeah, I guess. I love that so much. <laughs> I've done that before, but for a different reason. I'll fake phone conversations all the time if I'm in an awkward situation. <laughs> Everyone's just being quiet and staring at each other. I'm like, ahem. Hello? <laughs> I straight up have faked so many phone calls before. Or if I'm walking by myself through campus and there's just one other person that's dark, <clears throat> let me just dial my mom up here really fast. Hey, mom, how's it going? <laughs> like, just pretend. Because then, you know, they can't kidnap you or anything. When you're on the phone, they, you have a witness. True, <laughs> so, true. So I always fake those calls. <laughs> but no, that's really funny. That's that's funny to me as well. That, uh, like, because like, I, I don't think like that as a guy, but like as a girl, you have to think like that because I mean the reality is we don't live in a necessarily a safe world mm -hmm. so like you gotta be thinking about like actually getting kidnapped but I still find humor in that. It, no, it, it is like, funny. It's okay, so okay. funny. Oh, yeah, I find a lot of humor in it. Like, because I'm probably not a big deal or anything, but you know, even for the awkward situations too, like. I don't know. No, totally, totally. It's a really good way to avoid it. Yeah. Sometimes I'll pretend to swipe on my phone or something, but there's nothing to do because I'm not messaging anyone. <laughs> I never text anyone or do much, so I just have to, like, pretend I'm doing something on my phone. Right, look busy. Look busy. Look busy. Are they looking away right now? Yeah. They, can, I, can I leave? <laughs> yeah. I will say the one good thing about technology is that it really, if you want to leave reality, it's a good way to do it. There you go. If you need to get out of a situation <laughs> man just, just avoid it without being rude avoid it yeah <laughs> can you imagine what people did without their phones they'd go in an airport and have to sit down and look at each other you know talk to other people oh you don't you have, don't have anything to do literally yeah good point maybe I, I feel like I'd always carry a book around with me but that's just me personally. oh yeah like or like something like something yeah, yeah like a, maybe a notepad or like a mm -hmm. like a journal or yeah uh, yeah good point that, yeah that would be uh it's it is really weird now especially like realizing like I was saying earlier like this isn't had, hasn't even been around like uh, a decade yet right mm -hmm. or exactly especially smartphones smartphones came out when I was I think like 2010 is when the first smartphone I ever remember because in 2008 around because I was in 7th grade I, I got a rumor and that was like the nicest phone and then even a year before that was the Razer, which was like, that was literally a flip phone. Like, the nicest phone was a flip phone. Yeah, because it had the camera and everything, you know? It was one of the first flip phones with a camera, I feel like. That was a big deal. It was a huge deal, yeah. And then, like, yeah. like since then, it hasn't even been 10 years. It's just, it's crazy, because yeah. if you walk around anywhere now, like, any public environment, everybody's on their phone. I know. Everybody. Ugh. And, like, I love that, but then again, it's, like, changing people so much. Totally. It's, like, changing everything so fast. And, like, again, like, what did people used to do when they didn't have a phone to play with? Well, you're going to have to talk or just sit there and, totally. you know, twiddle your thumbs. <laughs> so I'm mildly envious of not being able to experience reality, like, through that frame of reference. Like, to, like, know the comparison and, like, know the differences more. I think we could still be conscious, like, because we, we still kind of didn't grow up with it. But yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't know, like, maybe going through your 20s without a phone and then knowing. Like, like especially dating. Like, it, that whole aspect, like, it, it just seems so weird because Tinder, like, I don't know if you've ever gotten on Tinder. Uh -huh. and I'm, I'm not judging you if you have or have it, but mm -hmm. I've never gotten on there before personally. Mm -hmm. But, like, the idea of it just looks so weird to me. Like, like so you just you say, I like this person or I don't, based mm -hmm. off looks, and then 
you just awkwardly don't talk and then if it awkwardly run into them in person if you do like. yeah yeah like I am on tinder and the reason I got it was so that I could like make new friends and get to know more people as in Springfield because I came not knowing anyone and in a way I do think it um, again technology does help in um, making the world seem smaller you know I don't know if that's a positive thing, but you get to know more people in a big area with totally. technology. Totally. So uh, I guess that could be an upside or a downside sometimes. Well, it sounds like your intentions are pretty good. At least yeah. Based off my judgment. Like, yeah. No, I, yeah, my intentions are good. I just like um, getting to know people and stuff. and so. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it, connections are everything, and you want to meet as many people in college as possible. So Exactly. Totally, totally. That's actually funny, too, because I've, I've thought about getting on Tinder and literally, like, saying in my description, I'm only on here to promote my podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like hey, I'm only on here for this reason. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it. I've thought about it. Well, the, the thing is, if I do that, I'd only swipe the way, like, the the... Is it swipe right? Well, you wouldn't have to swipe right at all on anyone because they're still going to see your profile even if you don't swipe right on them. Oh, really? You just won't match. Okay, okay. So, you know, I don't know if they'll be more inclined to follow your podcast if you guys matched or not, but usually when they're swiping through, they'll see your link and stuff before you guys even match. So you can put external links on there? Um, yeah, uh, not necessarily. Like, you can with Instagram, but I don't think you could with, like, YouTube or anything. Okay. You just have to, like, copy and paste the link, and someone else would have to, like, copy and paste So how does that get with Instagram? Do you, like, like, is it become, like, girls post their Instagrams or guys post their Instagrams, like, like, hey, this is, uh, this is me if you want to follow me. Absolute self-promotion. So it's a way uh, yes. to convert more followers on social media. Absolutely. To feed oh, yeah. that addiction even more. To feed it even more and to get up there more and have more followers and make yourself look better to other people so that they can follow you. That's so crazy. And you have to keep up with your pictures, right, to make sure all your followers stay happy and engaged in your stuff. But it's insane. I've had several girls tell me, oh, the only reason I have Tinder is to get followers. <laughs> oh, all the time. I literally had time. no idea. I yes. had no idea. All the time. I'm sure guys do it for the same reason or to promote their SoundCloud or something. <laughs> <laughs> People try to promote themselves on Tinder. It literally is. Wow. I don't really... I mean, it could be about trying to find love every once in a while, but I don't think Tinder's really the place for them, but if someone has, then that's awesome. I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure there have been some marriages out of it, but still. Like, not, like majority, like, speaking, like, for the masses, like, nah. It's like, what do you talk about with someone you don't even know? <laughs> like, you're just like, hey, hey, what's up? Know the much. Yeah. It's like, when I message people, I don't really know. I'm constantly having to think of something like, okay, what's something interesting and not boring that you can actually get a real conversation out of? Like, am I weird, or is that, like, because that's who I am all the time. I can't say conversations that are just like, what's up? Not a lot. What about you? Not a lot. What you doing? Not a lot. (laughs) Why? It's a whole lot of nothing. Yes, exactly. That's that's really funny. Yeah. That's crazy. Honestly, I don't know how I never knew that. I literally had no idea that that's like a, a main purpose, a driving force behind why uh, some people have Tinder and why some don't. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yep. Cool. So, do you, do you want to keep going or do you want to call us quits on this? 
We can call it quits. We want. I'm trying to think. Actually, I'll ask you this because I I feel like you have a good answer, and it's also the last question. Okay. So respectful to the questions that you check marked. What's your greatest <laughs> adventure of your life? Oh, I didn't realize it check marked that one. My greatest adventure. I don't have one greatest adventure, but I will say that my um, one of my biggest like spiritual moments and like I don't know enlightened moments, I guess like. I just felt like so happy. It was like this really huge, like happy high. I don't know how to explain. But I was at Yosemite and we were driving and I was looking out the window and I was like, holy crap. Like, I just want this to stay imprinted in my memory for so long. The way it feels, not the picture, not, you know, the way it looks on a camera, but the way it feels being here and the way it feels like, I don't know being in this area. I was so grateful and so happy. Like, yeah. This area you're referring to Yosemite. Yosemite. And pretty much the whole drive because, you know, outside of Yosemite, we kind of, like, were around the Montana area and it had, like, these huge cedars and everything and those were amazing, too. And the air was just, like, crisp and clean and it was just amazing like it was the most amazing experience of my life that's cool yeah that's really it was such a spiritual moment for me oh i bet i bet like you were saying earlier with like nirvana like i bet you had like maybe not a glimpse of that but like yeah like the the just serenity that you would feel the peace the inner calm like and just the the beauty the awe that you would like take in i literally had this thought i was like if i die tomorrow I'm literally dying happy as shit. Like, I am so happy. I literally had this thought. I was like, you know what? If I even die tomorrow, if I even die next week, I've lived after seeing this. I've truly lived. I was so incredibly grateful. It's like, I even thought that. That's, no, that's like, honestly... To, to some people, I feel like they can interpret that as like, oh my goodness, she wanted to die. Like, what's, <laughs> yeah. what's wrong with her? Yeah. No, that's that's so cool yeah. to me. That's awesome. Yeah, like, I was like, you know, I was given this opportunity, felt this, you know, as like I felt like I felt the best of life, man. Like, if I died, then I died happy. It sounded like you were just like pure bliss and just content. Yes, absolutely. Just it was content. Amazing. Like you were just grateful for everything, all the circumstances in your life yes isn't that kind of what we're all looking for like just contentment like that like that level yeah to some degree maybe not maybe not everybody but I feel like we're all kind of looking for that in some way shape or form oh yeah and that's what made me so grateful because it's all people want really you know so yeah that's awesome there's there's a Steve Jobs quote like it was something along the lines of like he he said if if I wake up today and don't do... Like, if, if I wake up today, would I be happy with it being the last day of my life? Mm-hmm. And after a few days of asking himself that question, uh, he was a, he said no, he said no, and then he's like, you know what, I'm going to change that. And he, he changed his life, apparently. I love that. That's really cool. You know, you never know when your last day is going to be. So it's like you have to live every single day of your life the way you want to be, the person you want to be, and the way you want to end it. And I truly felt like, you know, I don't know, something I look back at now whenever I begin to feel really upset or, like, down about something, I look back at that moment and I think of how grateful I am and, like, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful Crazy. moment to like reflect on. Oh yeah. Like so, just out of curiosity, like whenever you think back on like that time in Yosemite, like mm -hmm. are you, you, like I'm assuming you're able to kind of recall like the like visual images, mm -hmm. maybe even like the smells slightly, mm -hmm. uh, maybe like any auditory, but like do you, do you remember the feeling? Yeah, I remember the feeling. I try to put myself in that place again because I really uh, took it all in while I was there. Like I took it all in, so now I can take myself back to that. Totally. And put myself in that moment instead of thinking of it and like, oh man, I wish I was at Yosemite again. Man, I felt so good there. I could like bring myself to Yosemite and be like, wow, I experienced that, and I'm so grateful and so happy right now. Yeah, to be able to, yeah. Do you, do you ever do that if you get stressed out in school or anything? Like visualize yourself there, like lay in bed and like think of that. Or I've never actually visualized myself, but it'd be a really great idea. Because every time I talk about it, I just get so happy again. <laughs> like, no, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can tell, like, the bliss, <laughs> yeah. the joy. Yeah, every single time I think about it, so. Oh, my goodness. This this feeling of Yosemite is just so amazing. I'm going to take this all in. <laughs> but first, let me take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to go. Okay, you need to go. But actually, here, check out my keys. Really? Check out these keys. Your keys. I am a... Uh, I do enjoy California. I've oh, you still have your RHA thing. I do. I do. See, everybody oh, makes fun of me for this. What a fresh. <laughs> I know. I, I get made fun of this for all the time. This is how I like my keys. I like my keys, right? So I have, uh, as you'll see, I have my car keys. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I didn't even know I had these keys on here. This is another car. Uh, and then, like, like all, all my necessities key-wise, and then my wallet attached to it. And I keep a freshman wallet because it's just it's, it's just convenient. Easier. It's nice. It's I not two separate around. entities. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, honestly, I want to get more of these things because I want to keep using these for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, the point of me bringing this out is I got this when I was in Cali. This is kind of cool. Like a what little, part? Uh, so, I originally went to San Diego. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, I did this r big road trip thing with uh, two of my Australian friends that I got really close with over a semester when they were studying abroad here at Missouri State. Uh-huh. And then uh, we, from there, we met two, uh, or me and one of them, because they didn't get along. They, they both liked me, but they didn't get along with each other. Uh-huh. Uh, honestly, and I weren't mentioning the details, but me and one of them met these two German chicks mm -hmm. in Vegas. Or we met them, we met them in a national park in um, it was bright uh, where was it uh, I don't know it was, it was a national park in southern Utah mm -hmm. I can't think of it at the moment Bryce Canyon Bryce Canyon that's where it was oh okay pretty cool place if you ever get a chance to check it out and uh, from Bryce Canyon we met them went to Las Vegas and then road trip to San Diego mm -hmm. I actually didn't get along with the girls to be honest and I ended up like no, that's that's a whole story in itself. Cause I, we we got off in Coronado, which is an island across the road from San Diego. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but no, it's, it's a pretty good story. Yeah. So, uh, so Coronado is like a an island off of San Diego that's connected by one road, like a major highway. And okay. I thought this major highway had like a sidewalk, so I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Fuck this! Like I was I was angry with these girls uh -huh. for. Now, now, like, who I am now, I don't think I would have gotten mad, and I think I would have listened to them a little bit more, mm -hmm. but I just didn't really like their opinions, to be honest. I was, I was a little bit more immature at the time. Anyway, um, I, as soon as we got to uh, Coronado, I get out of the car and just walked around. I just left, and I didn't say anything. I left some of my bags in there. I'm like, fuck it. Like, they'll worry about it, because I, I couldn't carry the weight. But mm -hmm. So I took one bag, and I just left. 
and I was stranded over there for like three, four hours. I started walking across. I was trying to get a, uh, an Uber over uh-huh. or a Lyft or one of the two, and uh, I, I couldn't figure that out because I didn't know I worked at the time. I actually still don't. But um, I start walking across thinking there's a sidewalk along this thing. This this guy in the Navy pulls over, like uh-huh. ex-Navy, and he's like, do you need a ride? And I was like, yeah, I do. He's, <laughs> like, he's like, well, there's not a sidewalk up here. I don't know if you knew that. And we, once we got on the road, like, I would have probably been hit. Like, there's no way I would have made it across. Oh, shit. Like, somebody would have had to pull over. Like, it, otherwise, it, that or I would have realized, like, yo, this is not worth it. Yeah. I need to find a ride. Like, yeah. But luckily, I found a ride, got over, and uh-huh. she took me to my hostel. But anyway, um, the original question, we, we started off in San Diego, mm-hmm. uh, then me and one of my Australian friends, uh, oh yeah, yeah, so I, I traveled all around the country from Colorado, hit like a ton of national parks up to Vegas, mm-hmm. then from Vegas uh, to San Diego, I was with one of the Australian friends, he was, I, I call him the white one just because it's easier to remember like ethnicity. Uh, the white one, because there's a black and a white one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the white one, uh, I traveled all the way from Colorado to there, and then from San Diego on. Mm-hmm. So San Diego to LA to San Francisco, mm-hmm. I traveled with the black one. And um, so yeah, that answers your original question. Like, yeah, all those, the places you yeah, went. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much just the three like main cities in uh, California. What do you think about LA? Because I've been to San Diego, don't remember a lot about it, but I recently went to LA. So what did you think about LA? Whenever you went. I didn't get to experience it as much as I would have liked to because mm-hmm. whenever I was in LA, I uh, met up with one of my old friends that I went to from one of my old colleges, okay. and um, I so we we met up with a friend, a friend's mother. Okay, so there were two two friends from California that I became really good friends with this semester mm-hmm. in school, and one of them ended up killing himself. And oh, man. yeah, it was, it, it was weird. And um, uh, it, was, it was a really bizarre situation. But uh, that was after I already left the school. So, like, I was kind of detached, but I was still, I just stayed in my room that weekend and cried. It was weird. But um, uh, we, so me and the friend that is still alive hung out in LA. We explored. I uh, went to Venice Beach, which I thought was beautiful mm-hmm. and just breathtaking, awesome. A very cool culture out there. I liked it. Really? But then that night, we went out to her house. So I didn't really experience L.A. too much because I spent yeah. the majority of my time, like, uh, more, at least, like, the very short amount of time I spent there, I spent, like, hanging out with my uh, friend who passed away, his mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few, it was actually pretty cool because it was, like, four or five of his, like, best friends growing up. And then... Or four or five of his like best friends, and then his mom, and we were all just hanging out talking about him, and like it was, it was a really cool moment of life. Like I've never experienced anything like that night. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you go down Hollywood Boulevard? You know the main. I we went up to the top of uh, some hill thing. It was like a science thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you could see the Hollywood sign. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but we went to that one, too. It has, like, a little telescope or whatever. Yep, yep, you're totally right. You're totally right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you didn't go down the at Hollywood Boulevard, like, with the stars and stuff? And no, the no. Oh, man. Is it cool? I saw Will Ferrell. You saw Will Ferrell on the street. You saw Will Ferrell. No, no, not on the street. Okay, We purposely went there to see Will Ferrell, but we didn't know if we would. But we waited... 
got there literally so early, waited outside because it was a movie premiere going on for the movie House. This was last summer, so it was like really recent for the movie House. So, and we literally all of the actresses. Um, Amy Poehler was there too. You, have you I, heard of I Amy totally Poehler? know her name. I to, is she? Uh, let me Google her real quick. I, I totally know. Totally She's in a lot of comedy movies. I feel like once I once I see her face, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought it was. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Parks okay. and Rec. Yeah. So Amy Poehler was um, in the film too, and she just kind of got out of the car and then went away, and we didn't really get to see her or anything. We're across the street from the premiere, but it was still pretty close. Like, it was just a straight length away. Uh-huh. But Will gets out, and I see his, his little curly head, and I scream. I didn't know I would be this person, but I screamed. I was like, guys, Will barrels out of the car. And he turns around and waves at us, like, waves at our crowd and stuff. And I freaked out. I took videos of it. I literally still have <laughs> the videos. Because it was so cool. He was the only one out of the whole premiere that went away from the car and instead of going in to take pictures or whatever he walked out and like waved at everyone across the street that's and that was cool. awesome I got to see him so well like we got really like close videos and pictures and I'm just so excited because I love Will Ferrell so that's awesome yeah that's awesome is he one of your yes. favorite uh, actors yeah I just think he's so like funny and lighthearted, and I always loved Elf Elf is like a tradition every Christmas oh totally yeah totally. I love Elf so I, I went crazy. Like, I just screamed the whole time in the video. <laughs> and I always make fun of those people, but I was starstruck. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you never know how you're going to react until, like, that, yeah. that situation, you know? Yeah. That's funny, though. That's funny. That's awesome. That's crazy. You got to see Will Ferrell in yeah. person. That's really cool. And I've seen one more other famous person when I went to New York City, but you've probably never heard of her. I know her very well because I used to watch a show, Project Runway. Okay. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. Okay, yeah. It's um, about all these designers and stuff. I was super into fashion and all those things. And she was the judge on that show. And it's like a pretty big show. Nina Garcia. So. Nina Garcia. Here, I'll pull up her name. Because pull her up. I feel like a lot of celebrities, you, just, you don't know the names as well as you know the faces. Yeah. N- Nina what? Uh, Garcia. Nina Garcia. She's the editor-in-chief of a really huge magazine company called Marie Claire also. I don't know if Oh, that's pretty that. cool. Yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar with her, but that's... Yeah. Yeah, like, if... I know a lot of people who watch the show, so they know who she is, but if you've never seen the show Project Runway, then, you know, you probably wouldn't really know who she was, but... But, but how did you react cool. whenever you saw Nina Garcia? Um, we weren't sure if it was her... But because she had um, this guy with her, like a bodyguard, and they're just walking down the street taking like little photos, and me and my sister are like, wait, is that Nina? And his, the bodyguard like looked over at us and like talked or said something to her, and they started walking the other way. We're like, holy shit, is that her? And my sister was taking all these like sweet pictures, like she kept walking by her and be like, she wanted to be low key. There was like no one around. Like we're in Central Park, and there's like a couple people walking, but it was mainly us and her. So we didn't want to like freak her out and be like, Nina. So, yeah, we looked up later, though, that the phone case that she had in the pictures and everything was the same one that she, like, had on her Instagram and, like, her outfit and everything. Like, she posted the pictures that she took while we were there oh, like, really? watching them. Yeah. So it was absolutely her, but she had, like, sunglasses on. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. That's I really know. funny. I know. It was cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That's Celebrities. It. 
And like I said, you never know how you're going to react until you actually get there in person. Even though they're just like us or whatever, but... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all the all the labels we throw on them. And also just the... Yeah. It's kind of cool, kind of intriguing, you know? Like, what, knowing uh, that, like, it's like, wow. Like, that person's standing right in front of me and million, he's made millions of people laugh. Like, millions of people know that person's name. Yeah, yeah. They, like, millions of people know who they are. Like, that's an American yeah. icon. And they're standing right there. That's crazy. Yeah. And they're known worldwide, you know? Totally. Because their influence they've made in their life, the impact, uh, is greater than, like, any one person in, like, a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, it's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Good for you. Especially Will Ferrell, because I, I would say... Yeah, Will Ferrell is definitely my favorite. <laughs> I would say he's definitely my favorite comedian actor. Really? He's definitely, yeah. he's definitely a top five actor for me. Oh, yeah. I love how his character is always kind of the same. He's always, like, the goofy, funny guy who, like, is a little bit dumb or whatever. Totally. And, you know, a lot of comedians, like, kind of switch up their roles more to be more serious or more, you know, goofy in a circumstance. But he's always funny. Always you know, funny. Like, always funny. And he, yeah. he really does. He has, a, he has a superpower when it comes to humor. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Well, you, you want to call us quits? Sounds good to me. Dunzo? <laughs> Dunzo? Well, do you, have, do you have any last thoughts? Any last words? Any last words? Hmm. Only that you didn't do your Chance the Rapper intro again. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> the I second did. time around. Well, I thought the first... I, I was, like... I was thinking about it. I really was. And I was like, you know what? That's not going to be, like, authentic. Like, the second time. Because it's not going to be the same not, reaction. Yeah. That's... Very true. But I did the first time. Uh, nobody would know this because it didn't record, and the camera didn't record this time either. But it's fine. It's cool. Uh, I sounded just like Chance the Rapper, and Acacia heard it, but nobody else, else did. No one else will ever. That's unfortunate. I'll, I'll play the song after this. After this, it's uh. If anybody's curious about the song that I used for the intro, it's "Somewhere in Paradise" by Jeremiah and Chance. Do you know that song? Mm, pro- uh, not by the name. Okay. Maybe it's if I heard it. Kind of a. It's not like super popular. Okay. But I, I like the message that he like he he uses in the song. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'll give. I'll I'll play that, and then right. we'll call us quits on this podcast. All right. Sounds good. Cool. So, you heard it here first. Thank you for watching episode number 65 of Jordan's Subjective Perspective. I appreciate it. This was, I enjoyed this episode, Acacia. I, I enjoyed this I a lot. I did too. It was really fun. That was, yeah, it yeah. was fun. It was, yeah. It, and you got me thinking about things and you, you made me identify like something I, not, not necessarily wrong with my personality, but like something I've been living, like a paradigm I've been living in that. I kind of want to change, you know what I mean? Uh, well, I'm glad to know that, you know, I helped you in that way, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, bye.